Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hey, I just want to let everybody know we are on our ascent to 5,000. And honestly, by the time this video hits, we could already be at 5,000 subscribers. But we need to build really just as quick towards 6,000 because this is why. At 5,000, we are going to do a live stream on Tuesday night, the Locked On Ole Miss Shark Tank Live. That will be on every Tuesday night on YouTube. But once we hit to 6,000, we will start doing live remote. So if Ole Miss is in the Citrus Bowl and the ReliaQuest Bowl, at the Under Armour game, I will do a show from the site. So that would be pretty cool as well. 7,000 is a call-in show, but that, that's pipe dream. We're, that's down the road. But subscribe to the channel. If you have not, if you have evangelized, tell somebody else to subscribe to it. And if you do that, we can get these numbers up really high. I'd like to be at 6,000 by the end of the year. But thank you very much for everything you've done. I'm Stephen Willis alongside Tom Vanderford, and we're doing an extra version of this Locked on Ole Miss podcast. Tommy, Ole Miss is two out of three against the A's, Alabama, Arkansas, and Auburn. And that feels pretty good. I remember my dad telling me that when Ole Miss has a good year, they go two for three against the A's. And so that's stuck in my head. That's a true statement, buddy. Mm. And we're a Louisiana Monroe uh, victory away from being the Louisiana state champs as well. Yeah, uh, yeah ab- absolutely. It, because with beating Tulane and LSU, I don't even think people would argue with us about that. I mean, Ole Miss absolutely is the Louisiana State champs this year. Yep, yep. Those are the two ranked teams we beat so far this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think we got a good shot at beating uh, another ranked team, but that's me. Yeah, yeah. There's only one more ranked team on the schedule, so who could it yep. be? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's numero uno, and we're going to get fired up about that. And and this is what everybody needs to remember, okay? We're going to get fired up and excited about that game. We are going into that game with our eyes open. This is a situation like when we played Alabama, where if a team full of 84 and five-star players play like a team full of 84 and five-star players, there's not a lot you can do about it. Right. But – we're going over there to win the game, and Ole Miss fans are going over there thinking they can win the game. So that's yep. a positive step as well. Exactly. So Jackson Dart, I did a video earlier in the week about how he is the most clutch quarterback Ole Miss has had since Eli, and I started digging into him specifically. And he is showing up on list – well, he showed up on a list today as the sixth-rated quarterback which is kind of upsetting because he's moving up the list a little bit. But on most of them, like they give a top 15, top 20, he's not on there. So it's looking like it's a plausible situation that Jackson comes back for his senior year. If Jackson comes back for his senior year, he will leave Ole Miss as the leader in career passing yardage, passing Eli Manning, total offense, passing Bo Wallace, rushing offense, I think that's Matt Corral, but also in the top 10, of all running backs passing Dexter McCluster running the football. I think Ole Miss fans need to realize that Ole Miss has a pretty special piece right now and to quit nitpicking and enjoy this. Oh, I completely agree. I think people, you know, and I hate to go back, but 
I can remember all these people, you know, in the offseason that, oh, Sanders is going to be our quarterback. They wouldn't have brought him in if, if they didn't want him to be our quarterback. I'm like, dude, Sanders is insurance, man. You know, and they got him for a steal in the NIL and he's insurance. And like you've mentioned, to keep him away from Hugh Freeze, which I think was awesome. So, but I don't think people understand just how good Jackson Dart is. I think he's better than Matt Corral. I think he'll end up, if he comes back next year, being one of the best quarterbacks that's ever worn an Ole Miss uniform. And people need to understand that. If he comes back to school next year, A, Ole Miss is in the playoff. The Ole Miss, you go ahead and set your reservations. Ole Miss is going to the playoff. And B, his number two, his number two, is going to be retired in the rafters at some point. Oh, I completely agree. I, he's uh, That pass he made to Caden Priestcorn. Mm. I mean, get real, man. That, that was, you know, laying it in the breadbasket. And the run uh, where he scored the long touchdown, he was almost running 20 miles an hour, dude. That's just not, you know, he's like superhuman. That's, he's that's, a, speed, that's speeding on campus. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You get pulled over for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's a special player. And what I like the most about him is he kept his head down and he minded his business and he, and he, he never wavered. He, you know, and... While everybody was talking all that smack, he was just getting better and better and better. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know his parents, but what little I've followed them on Twitter and seen them, uh, they, they raised him right. They did. He's a hard working, good old country boy. He may be from Utah, but he's, he's, he's a Mississippian now. Yeah. He, he fits in Oxford. He does. He does. And uh, I am, I'm so thankful that, that we have him. I feel like we're blessed to have him this year, and we would be uh, doubly blessed uh, if he decided to stay next year. Unfortunately, I think as the year goes on, I think he may uh, trickle up the, uh, the draft board because he's that special of a player. If he was at Michigan right now, he would be the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Because he would know what the other team is doing. Well, that and because they always <laughs> seem to favor, you know, the big schools, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, any of those schools. But, no, yeah, exactly. That that Michigan thing's so funny. I just love it. I love it. Man, you know, Big Ten people for decades is talking about how slimy it was in the SEC, and we do things differently and we're better. And you look at the scandals they've had over the last 10, 15 years, and that is a slimy projection riddled conference that just, it's like, hey, we're, we're dealing with shoeboxes full of cash. What you guys are doing is not just against NCAA rules. It's illegal. And it's... You look at what you look at the Ohio State wrestler thing, and you look at at what happened with the gymnast at Michigan State, and you look at you look at this and other things. Penn State, yeah, and Penn State with Sandusky, and and you go, you know, sometimes when people are projecting, that's because they're guilty of doing something, 
And uh, yeah, that's a that's a filthy conference, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just ugh. I've never liked the Big Ten though, uh, or whatever poor, it's called now. Yeah, us poor uneducated Southern rubes. We're just going to sit back and keep winning football games while you're exactly. going exactly whatever's happening up there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, let's go to the game this weekend. This is what I consider to be a program game. And no, everybody, I'm not talking about beating Vandy being a program win. But what it means is if Ole Miss beats Vanderbilt, they get to have a two-game stretch that is rarefied air for Ole Miss football. You have to get there. So this is a must-win game, not because of anything special to do with Vanderbilt, but you need it to get to A&M, and you need it to get especially get to Georgia. Because if you can get to Georgia at 8-1, and and everybody fired up about it. It's going to be on CBS. It's going to be absolutely nuts. It's going to be minus Brock Bowers. I mean, that is why this Vanderbilt game is so important. And I referred to it today. I was like, hey, this Vanderbilt game is not a trap. We've been talking about how it's a trap and how we needed to worry about all that. No, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity right. to get your program to the next step. So go to the stadium, yep. handle business, and get ready for A&M in Georgia. Right. Right. And if we do, uh, like I uh, think we will, go into Georgia 8-1, and one, uh, that puts us in the national spotlight. You know? And I know, I, I don't know we're going to beat Georgia, but I know we're going to play them tough because mm -hmm. the kids are going to be amped up for that game. You know, barring major injuries, you know, we're pretty healthy. Uh, I just really think we've got a really good shot on our next two games. And then if we go in there eight and one, you're talking about a top 10 matchup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we're eight and one, we better, by gosh, be in the top 10. It's and like then one we versus eight, that, that ballpark. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And, and what a wonderful thing if we, we've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. At that point, free shot. Yeah, free shot, man. Free mm -hmm. shot. And if we and if we somehow end the season undefeated, I'm pretty sure. Even though Alabama beat us, I think we win the tiebreaker to go to Atlanta. Well, um, even though you need LSU to beat them, that's what I mean. If LSU yeah. beats Bama, and we all end up with one loss, I think we win the free, the three way tie. To go to Alabama, and wouldn't that be wonderful? The last, the last year of the West and the East in the championship game, and we finally make it to Atlanta. And I can tell all my state friends to kiss it when they tell me, hey, "You're the only one in the West that's never been to Atlanta." And then I'm like, "Well, that's not true. A&M's not been either." You know, if Ole Miss goes eleven and one and seven and one in the conference and doesn't go to Atlanta, hang the banner. Put put another one of those banners up like two thousand and three, because two times Ole Miss goes seven and one in the conference and doesn't go to Atlanta. At that point, yeah. I just don't care about it. Well, I don't either. And at the same time, we go eleven and one. Uh, you're going to have to drive south a few hours because we'll we'll be in my jammy. Yeah, I actually um. Spoke with Jason Simmons uh, from Dead Soxy uh, yesterday about this. Like, if Ole, Miss, if Ole Miss goes to Miami, to the Orange Bowl, and and, and we're kind of talking in the early stages of maybe doing something coordinated down there, 
having some kind of an event. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. We need to get that to 6,000 subscribers. So right. mash that subscribe button down below um, so we can do the remotes. But yeah, that we're planning ahead. And honestly, like I said, Tom, if we get to 7,000 subscribers, which honestly by June, we should be at 7,000 subscribers. I agree. I agree. Um, a a call-in show is going to happen. I'm going to figure out a way to take calls on this platform so we can do that. That's awesome. Hmm? From what from what we came from, that's awesome. Yeah, this thing's growing like absolute, just yep. mad. And this week, I've been building backgrounds. Like I've rebuilt the live streams, so the pregame show, the postgame show, what's going to be the Shark Tank live show. Um, the Biscuits and SEC live streams. I've rebuilt the um, backgrounds for that, so it's going to have a different look, a different feel to it as well. And, and honestly, I like to brag. It looks fantastic. It, it looks amazing. Um, and whether it's one, two, or three guests, you know, uh, it, it should be really cool. So yeah, what expectation, expectations do you have for this weekend, bud? I still have the same expectation. I want to see the defense and the offense play to their capabilities this weekend. If they do that, it'll be a route. We'll have a lot of people that'll get to play that haven't played a lot this year. I think our defense, I'm so proud of the job our defense has done. You know, we're we're fifth in the nation in sacks. And I think we're ninth in the nation in tackles for loss. Mm -hmm. When was the last time? I mean, you know, I've got a Bama friend at at work, and he's like, oh, I'm glad y'all got Golding. I said, I am too. Yeah, we really. Yeah, I said, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I love the guy. I think he's awesome. Ole Miss is leading the conference in um, defense, like rushing rushes before content are contact. So it's like the smallest number. Um, the running backs get hit like an average of 1.2 yards into the hole. I know it's wonderful. Yeah, it, it, it's it, wonderful. It's fantastic. It tells you our, our front our front seven, and especially our D line. We got yeah. we got a bunch. We got a kind of a bunch of animals up there. And oh yeah, yeah. And you remember the they deserve. They don't. And you remember uh, Kiffin's first year. You know when we were battling Alabama, touchdown for touchdown. Uh, there were there were holes so big against our defensive line that I could have got five yards a carry, uh, and that's just not there anymore. We've got a very good defense. Uh, the Land Sharks are back. Mm-hmm. I love some of the portal additions they've made. You know, Saunders and 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 uh, the kid from Liberty, Anthony Dejon Anthony. Boy, what a he'll lay the wood. Well, he's, and, uh, he's leading the nation in um, passes broken up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people didn't notice this, but he's the one that knocked the ball away from the LSU receiver in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hey, he's a ball hawk. I, lo- I like him. I think uh, I think uh, Saunders is doing well. You know, I haven't seen I haven't seen Gaddy as much as I had had thought. Because but, Walton and Prince are the yeah. starters. Well, yeah. and he's a good, but he's a good depth piece. We've just, you know, we've really, and our defensive line is just awesome. And yeah. we've got, I think we, we're going to end up having the number one D line class in the country this year. 
Uh, yeah, Eccles, Eccles is starting to blow up. Yeah, and um, apparently I was listening to another podcast, like the Red and Blue Crew podcast with Brad Logan and David Johnson, and apparently William Eccles' mom is a member of the um, Inside the Rebels board. And so everybody was freaking out about the Alabama offer, and William Eccles went over and watched the Tennessee-Alabama game, and the mom said, don't worry about him going to Alabama. No. <laughs> and, uh, both of her daughters and everybody at Ole Miss. I, I think yeah. he ends up at Ole Miss. Um, yep. That Antonio Alfaro, I might get his name wrong, and I apologize if I do. I think his name's Antonio Alfaro. He was a top-five recruit in the 2019 class. He had a couple years he had to sit out, and he dropped a little bit of weight because of seizures. He has gone through two years. Apparently, he's clean to where it hadn't happened. He's put the weight back on. So what got him the ride to Alabama originally at a high school, now he's put all that stuff back on, and he's being recruited again, and he's being recruited again by Pete Golding, and he's a strong side defensive end as well. So there may be more defensive linemen to go in this class. Yeah, and, you know, I'm probably the only person that feels this way still because I know Auburn's starting to try to court him. But I think we end up with Jamonte Waller, too. I really do. I, I don't know about that, and that is because um, we're getting um, Maurice Davis. And I think Maurice Davis yeah. is kind of criminally underrated. Oh, um, I do, too. Yeah, I, so I, I, I'm of the opinion that Ole Miss is not going to end up with Waller. Waller is either going to go to Florida or Auburn. Um, I do think, though, by the way, did you see that Kiwan Lacey decommitted from Nebraska? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you know? I did. And that yeah, happened that's... like five days after Lane Kiffin visited him. So that probably doesn't mean nothing. Have you seen this video? Yo, Lacey? Yes. Oh, yeah. We He's have a, a type. We have a oh, type. Oh, yeah. he, he reminds me of number four. He reminds me of Reese Cano, uh, like we talked last year. Yeah, uh, Kiffin's got a type, and, and Lacey's that kid. Yeah, whenever we talk about um, the same type running backs, nobody look at the size of them and, and as them being the same. We're talking about the 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 feet. They have the same feet. They can go laterally at full speed. They can do stuff mm -hmm. that other people can't do. They have balance, vision. Right. Ke Kevin Smith really knows how to identify talent. And yes. there's a, absolutely a reason that Lane Kiffin is bringing him back. I'll just yep. put it to you like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I think Lacey's ours. Mm. And uh, I think we're going to have a very, very, very good recruiting class. Mm. I think the a lot of our three stars, uh, I don't know why they don't have their four star yet. We, we're we just, we are just, we've got tons of talent in this class. Mm. So we're, 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 we're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah. And, and uh, I haven't really been looking around because we we got to start thinking about the portal about right now. Everybody yep. needs to spend November looking at like these mid major schools. Whenever you're watching Liberty play and these Conference USA schools and Sunbelt schools, you probably need to pay attention to who the best players are on the field because Ole Miss is going to go out and get a couple of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been watching some of these, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday night games with the. With the Sun Belt and the Mac and and Conference USA, they got some good players, man. They got some dudes. They they and, really uh, do. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, man. 
Yeah, Trey Harris was at Louisiana Tech last year. Yeah, that's that's all yep. anybody needs to know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for making the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tommy, thank you so much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you next week, bud. Oh yes, sir. By the way, my prediction. Oh yes. Ole Miss 42, Vandy 14. I, I went with 41-14. Hey, hey, right. great minds think alike. Exactly. Anyway, you have a good time. Are you going to the game? Uh, no, sir. I've got some stuff that's came up that i got to take care of the next few weekends here at home. Okay. Well, enjoy yeah. it either way. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, Tom. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.